I, I appreciate it. Thank of course. Guys. You want to uh, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Tell it's everybody so, what you do. I'm uh, Matt Nasser. I'm um I'm like a, I'm a custom jeweler. I do a lot of like my own brand type of thing. I design stuff for people. Kind of do stuff along that lines. Like a lot of people will come to me with like ideas kind of like not knowing exactly what to do kind of so i'll kind of like put my twist on it i kind of like draw pictures i'll design stuff come up with it for them um something like this one like right here that i'm showing you guys this one like this piece right here which is like a memorial piece kind of designed differently with like um in a picture on it there's uh it was his cousin he passed away and his name is mills he's a producer too so we ended up doing like a memorial piece. He didn't know what he wanted to do. He wanted to incorporate a picture. So we kind of involved like wings in it to represent like an angel kind of thing. But like with his name under it as like being guided, you know. So it's kind of like stuff like that. Kind of putting like a unique twist on it. Kind of making it more original, different than what most people do. Like adding like a more like fun twist to the jewelry business too, as opposed to just kind of, you know, like more about the money and everything. It's more of like relationships, you know, making stuff differently, you know. So that's kind of... Kind of it, yeah. How'd you get into it? So, I'm very blessed, honestly. Like, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without my father. Because I've always had my dad, who was... So, he was in Lebanon when he was younger. And he started in a jewelry factory when he was, like, 15. And he was, like, broke. Like, broke, broke, dude. I had, like, no money. They used to, like, shit and piss in, like, pots and, like, all that stuff. Like, they had nothing. And so, eventually, they got into that. It was my dad's dream to come to America. And then when he got out here, he started with K-Jewelers. So K Jewelers is uh, at the time was a smaller company, and he'd do like remount shows, travel, and basically take people's like diamonds out of their ring on the spot and kind of put them into something new. And it kind of started there, so he kind of got all into that, kind of did all like most of the hard work for me, which I'm blessed for. So then, as like getting older, my dad wanted me to try into it. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was working at like different places, getting in a lot of trouble, doing a bunch of stuff, and then um. Ended up going to work with him one day, and then he noticed, he was like, you got an eye for this stuff, because I started, like, saying stuff to him, not knowing anything. So, that's basically how I got into it, and he just kind of was like, we're going to go get you some dress clothes, we're going to dress you up, we're going to bring you to work, I want you to, like, run with this stuff, and then I just fell in love with it, dude, and I love it so much, so it just became, like, a passion for me. For him, like, having built that from zero to one, was there anything that he told you specifically um, that he wanted you to kind of keep in the back of your head while you were working for him and, and representing the family right always be like humble but always have a chip on your shoulder too like he always told me come from like above so whenever you're doing business with someone or talking to people don't be like cocky don't be like too humble but like even though he was like when you walk in the room with he's like if you're in the room with lebron or drake he's like you introduce yourself as matt nasser he's like you don't tell him you're a fan you know what i mean you connect with them he's like always stay humble remember you're on like everyone's level like always act like you're like the biggest in the room you know, but always stay humble, stay true, and be honest with people, too. That was, like, one huge thing my dad always wanted me to, like, stick by, live by. And obviously for him, I do do that, of course. You, you can kind of see that today because when I texted you yesterday to come on the show, I said, you know, wear a ton of ice. I want you right, to be right. out. And you're like, dude, I will if you really want me to, but that's not really, you know, Right, it's not like am. who I am, right. right exactly. but you still I got, have like, on. No, I have some yeah. stuff on, right? I got yeah. the accents because I can't convince people to buy it if I'm not wearing it myself. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's how I see it. So I got a little something to like show everybody. You know what I mean? Like certain chains, simple stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean like it's just, it's a fun business though. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's different. It's very different. 
but I'm I'm very blessed. We just it. had Dante on last night. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like my family. So yeah, we saw. I mean, we kind of mentioned that you were coming through, and he was like super excited. And obviously, oh, yeah, we saw yeah. on social media you guys were doing something, which was like just a cool coincidence. Right, right. Um, you know, he's bringing athletes through musicians, oh, yeah, everything. Like, what's that like working with those guys? That is so. That was like my first time really working with like that type like an athlete, especially here in Boston. Like a few of like other people that I've worked with are out of state. But me and Dante connected like years ago, like a while ago. And he's always like, even when I first started on Instagram, I had like no followers. And he was like, dude, you got it. Keep going. And then years later, he ended up like buying his lady a ring. Um, came by the store and he was very happy with the service. And then kind of explained the vision, the goal and how I respected him, who he's worked with. And then he decided, he called me and he was like, hey, I got this like... Um, Ryan, Ryan O'Keefe, very good football player, came from OCF, and he came all the way out here, and he was basically like, I want to hook you guys up. He needs some jewelry, and he was like, I told him you're the best in mass, and he was like, I'd love to, like, connect you guys. So I definitely owe Ante for that, Dante for that, but we're like, we're like family, so it's all, like, love, you know what I mean? We've always, basically, he helps me, I had to help him, you know what I mean? I take care of him for doing it, but it's different. It's an experience, you know, kind of doing it more for, like, a custom, like, piece that's different, especially with someone that's going to be, like, wearing it a lot around a lot of people. But it's really, it's an experience. It's different. Is but, the athlete, like, custom space something that you see yourself, like, moving into more? Oh, absolutely. Anybody. Anybody. Like, I basically, the idea is to do it on, like, a big scale. That's a dream. Work with, like, influential people. You know what I mean? Like, get bigger and bigger and bigger. Have stores in different places, like Miami, L.A. You know what I mean? The, the vision's big. But it's definitely something that I like to work with because it's different. You know what I mean? Like, working with athletes, it's very, like, professional, too. You know what I mean? Because you get like a more professional feel with them and you get to get personal with them. Leads you to like different ways you can go to, to, you know what I mean? You go to like games, you meet new people, other types of people, you learn new things. So yeah, it's definitely something that I could see myself like going into more. Absolutely. Especially like, I love football. I love basketball. You know what I mean? So definitely. Absolutely. Who's been your favorite client? like to design a piece for like what's the most sentimental piece you've ever designed so the most sentimental is probably honestly this one right here the one that i just showed you guys because really? it had like he's a a good friend of mine he runs like a he runs like a golf course actually which is kind of funny right i've seen him i've seen him on like tiktok and stuff yeah, yeah yeah so he does um his that was like his older cousin who basically like taught him a lot they were very close and they were younger and that's like what's in the picture it was like them as kids hugging each other so he wanted like something very like big, meaningful, different. So that was like a very like sentimental piece that I did that I was very proud of doing. That had like a lot of meaning behind it. And I've done like a few other ones, like memorial ones, but definitely working with him was too, especially because we were like very close growing up. You know what I mean? So eventually when he came to me, I was like, it's fun to work with people like, you know, you know what I mean? Especially with like people that you're very close with growing up because it's different. You know what I mean? It's crazy how like stuff changes like that, you know? How long does a, a piece like that, like a fully custom piece, take? So for that, I had to like conceptualize. So I kind of just was like, give me some time to come up with some ideas and send them over to you. So I kind of just, after that, he left. Took me like a week to come up with the concept. And then from the concept, you have to do like the 3D, the 3D design. So we kind of do like a wax print. It's like a 3D. Well, I have to like do it on AutoCAD. You guys familiar with AutoCAD? It's like a... It's like basically like the architecture of like jewelry. That's the 3D model. Yeah, yeah. Right? So basically we do it on like AutoCAD. It's like a software. We'll design it. And I'll sit down with like one of my CAD people. Like I have like my cousin Tony who helps me, a few people that help me out. And then we'll conceptualize it. And then when I get the approval from the customer, 
I go from there. So ideally, it takes like four to six weeks, depending. Like something like that rose gold chain that took about like six weeks to do because it's a lot of labor. And we build it all like ourselves, like through our own team. And it's like our own brand. You know what I mean? So it Everything does, in-house. Yeah, basically, for the most part. There's like a lot of stuff when you sell like huge bulks of it. We have like a manufacturing house that we work with. And they'll kind of like flood that stuff up. But when it's like custom, custom and different, I like to do that myself. Or like with my dad, my brother, like the whole team, you know. Because it makes it, it's different. It's custom. So it's puts a lot more meaning behind it, you know. But it depends on the piece, give or take. You know, some pieces, if it's all gold, it's only going to take a week or two. You know what I mean? But when you put the stones, you got to like drill them in one by one. So it's like a lot of labor. So that takes time. And when you say it takes like a week or two, is that one person working 40 hours a week for five No, days? so I mean, it's kind of like, I'll do, everything's, it's like a casino, dude. It's like passed on to people, you know what I mean? Like, I'll do something, I'll be like, dad, finish this up, he'll give me something, my brother does something, my uncle does something. It's kind of like a whole team effort, you know what I mean? Because if you do everything yourself, you're so busy, you got to help clients, you know, you got to talk to people, pick up phone calls, you can't do like everything at once, you know? So it's definitely like a... It's definitely something that, like, everyone else pitches into. It's definitely not something I could do completely alone. You know what I mean? Like, thank God I got people around me to help me out with it all. You're um, opening up a store. Is yes. it open already? or you're? No. So we were kind of aiming to be. But then eventually, I mean, do you know, just working with the town, you got to get permits because it's like a freestanding store. We built it. Um so there's a lot of like rules they gotta like or a few things they have to change like with the town. So we're open up I think September first to the fifteenth. That's what we're aiming for in the next like month because now we're building all the jewelry and stocking it up and that stuff. But I think we're gonna do like the grand opening around Thanksgiving, like the weekend, to kind of make it like a big event because everyone will be home and it's busy out there. You know what I mean? Where like the rent them outlets are. It's like right out front of the outlets up front. It's not in the outlets. Like right out front. It's a good location. I know, dude. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a very good location. I'm excited and blessed, you know. How come you um how come you guys decided to build a store and um you know, not just rent a spot that already existed? Cuz honestly, that was like one thing my I mean, my dad's very like we're from Lebanon, so like obviously a lot of like Middle Eastern people love like they buy the land. It's about like having it all and you have like the power behind it to back yourself up cuz if you basically are renting, you have someone above you. You know what I mean? So the idea is to have complete control, have, like, the most power you can, you know what I mean? There's nothing more powerful than, like, having your own location, your own, you know what I mean? Like, your own everything, because it's yours, you know what I mean? Nobody can tell you to move, like, you got to get out of here, we're changing this. So everything kind of goes, like, the way you want it to go. So that's, like, mainly, like, a big reason why, you know, like, kind of more of, like, that reason. And then you don't got to pay rent, you don't got to worry about that extra fee over your head. You can end up giving people better prices because of it. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that, little things. From that process so far, is there anything like you've learned just like going through that for, I'm assuming, the first time? Um, it's not as easy as I thought it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I realized like I wouldn't be able to make as much progress. Like I thought I'd be able to do more, but then kind of going out, getting loans, doing stuff, realizing that you realize you need help. You know what I mean? It's not, it sounds easy, but it's easier said than done, especially like, getting all like certain stuff to like stock up on inventory because you can't pay for everything up front 100% all the time we do with a lot but I have a lot of people helping me out supporting me you know what I mean so that's like one thing that I did learn is it doesn't happen so fast or so easy because we started this like what like two years ago it was supposed to be like we bought the land so it's been like two years in the making like even just getting that going like just even like building it up making it perfect you know so there's a lot to it a lot of like t technical stuff to it 
definitely. Yeah. So, like, what's your favorite? Um, you know, you, you do a lot with your jewelers. I mean, you've gotten me watches before. You've made Absolutely. me a custom chain. Right. You know, like you've got. I've gotten stuff from my girl there before. Right. Like, right. What's like your favorite thing to do? What's the biggest part of your business right now? My favorite part is probably designing. Because I love to, like, conceptualize idea, Kind of like what I did for you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, when you were kind of like, oh, I want to do a cross. And you're like, I need an, like need ideas. And I kind of just texted them when I finally thought I came up with it. And I was like, what do you think? And when you, like, kind of because it's, like, it's kind of like a more rewarding feeling, like, doing that. Because, you know what I mean? It comes straight from your head, straight from your mind. Like, you created it. So I'd say that is probably my favorite part of it. It's, like, designing it, creating the ideas. And then, obviously, putting it into production. You know what I mean? Like the physical stuff, but like designing it and then seeing it done, that's like the most rewarding feeling. Definitely. And is that, or is, is custom pieces the largest part of your business right now? Would you For say? For me? Yes, absolutely. That was what my dad kind of special did. Like he would do like custom engagement rings. And then I kind of brought into like more of the fashion stuff because my dad was huge into bridal, but he's always been into like the custom stuff and taught me how to do it. But I definitely was more like my main clientele and main people are more like the custom stuff. Like they'll come and I'll just conceptualize it for them. What was his response to that? Was it positive that you were able to kind of, you know, blaze your own trail uh, in that industry? Yeah, yeah, it was positive. It was a little, like, shocking for him at first, just because I was so, like, young when I first tried to, like, start doing it. And I was just very aggressive. So he's like, dude, you just got to slow down a little, like, baby steps. Because one thing about me is I try to move so fast. You know what I mean? I just like to go, go, go. How young were you, like, when you got into it? I mean, I was into it ever since I was young. My dad's been doing it for, like, 50 years. So, like, whenever, even when I was born, I would just see him bring jewelry home. But legitimately doing it, like, myself in, like, probably seven, eight years now. It's been in, like, the making of me doing it. Just, like, constantly working on it and learning it. Because there's a lot of competition in the business, too. You know what I mean? There's, like, so many other older people. Most people that are in the business are older. Because it's, like, something that needs to, like, be built up over time. But I was very, I was always into it young. Been, like, talking to people, just being around it. So it was always, like, in my blood around me. So when you got that first deal on your own that he didn't really expect to see at that age, what, what did that feel like? Well, he didn't think it was going to work. He would always tell me, like, not in, like, a negative way. Like, it was, he was like, I tried it. I tried it. Nobody, like, you know what I mean? He was like, it's just better to do the bread and butter stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's consistent. You know what I mean? It's, so I was just like, it was just an idea for me. And I always go after stuff that's far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do stuff differently, big. You know what I mean? That's, like, the idea. So when I like started pulling in the clients and then they started actually paying the money, like he was excited and he just kind of was just like figuring out how I was doing it and like not being in social media. He never was. And it was kind of me that brought that twist. And I was like, you just got to be consistent, market it, you know what I mean? Come up with stuff. But he was at first he was shocked by it. And then like it started coming in consistently. And then he he kind of just kind of put more trust in me that way. But at first he was kind of shocked. Especially when I did that rose gold chain, because I was like a good friend of mine, and he came in, and that's like a really expensive chain. And my dad would always tell me, like, oh, those people aren't going to buy it, dude. They're not going to buy it. And then he came in and bought it, and I just, it's like little jokes, inside jokes between us, you know what I mean? It's like a positive thing that he didn't, wasn't like negative, like he didn't believe in me type thing, but it's just like a, that's how he saw it at first, you know? But it ended up working out well, thank God, and it's going well, you know? Do you, do you think that social media like played a role in why you're successful with custom pieces? Absolutely, like you 100%. see Icebox, you know. Oh, absolutely. I think so, 100. percent I think that was mainly like kind of the way that I saw it was like marketing is everything, literally. Like the way you market it, the way you put it out there, how consistent you put it out there. So I feel like 100 percent would made me like 
progress 100% with social media. That's how I met Dante. That's how I met, like, many people. Like, I've worked with, like, some people that have been, like, Fast and Furious, those movies. I've worked with a couple of them. That was all through Instagram. Like, a few basketball players, like, connected me with people. So it kind of was, uh, like, basically social media, 100%. And then, obviously, like, following through in person. But social media brought me that opportunity, like, 100% through like Instagram, all that stuff, and just marketing consistently. Yeah, it seems like this is what really resonates with the digital like oh, audience. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Though. Absolutely. People love to see that stuff online. You know what I mean? Girls and love all the rings and like the engagement rings and stuff, but this stuff is more like amazing to people. You know, I mean, people get more of like, a, you get like more, they're like more impressed by that type of stuff. You know? How, how do you, you know, when you, you make a piece for someone and, and uh, you know, if they're p- putting it on social media, is it kind of just that loyalty factor and you're just doing good business that they're always just going to shout you out? Or is there any like things that you've kind of kept in the back of your mind? To, At first, it was people? me like asking them like people I would help, like I would help them out. Like I would take really good care of them and I'd be like explain to them how well I've taken care of them. And, you know, I'd be like, I'd appreciate if you could speak your mind, like how you felt. I mean, if you want to put something up, I'd appreciate it. You know what I mean? I take good care of people, try to give them like. A different kind of experience so that they felt like they wanted to show me off. So if people are coming to me, they look good, too. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to send me somebody, I want you to look send good. Send you a lot of people. Right, and you yeah. do. So, like, that's why when you send me people, you want to look good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I want you to look good by sending me people. You're not going to send somebody to, like, a, you know what I mean? Like, some whack shoot, like, some yeah, person. Exactly. You know what I mean? you send right. them the best. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's more of, like, seeing how people did it differently and just kind of finding what I liked and like literally just putting like my heart into it and kind of like, yeah, basically like giving people that great experience where they would. At first it was like asking for it. Like some people here and there, I'd be like, Hey, can you shout me out here? This and that. But then eventually it kind of just got like more like publicity and branded. So people started like posting it, which is like, which is a blessing, which helped, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, that's more like influential on like social media, like shout outs when people see stuff online. It's like the most powerful thing nowadays. You know what I mean? What does like a day look like for you? I mean, obviously every day is probably a bit different, but is oh, yeah, like every day is very different, dude. It's like schedule or like a like crazy day that you've had. Right. Well, I mean, like I've, I mean, we travel a lot, so I'll do like every day is different. Like you get in there, you have clients. Some people are waiting at the door certain days. Some people it's like slower in the morning and then people just start pouring in. And then you got where it's like certain days you have like more repairs because like basically when i make these pieces if something i stand behind them for free forever so if like people lose little diamonds which happens i replace them while they wait you know what i mean so some days i'll be repairing the jewelry some days i'll be designing it some days i'll be trying to like you know just make videos for it like for like instagram stuff like that so it's every day is kind of different you know and like working with people it's very like different you get different people you get like different personalities different like you know, you got all types of people, especially in that type of clientele. So it's like every day is completely different, but it's, which makes it kind of better. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's different. Kind of, if you're doing the same thing every day, it wouldn't be so exciting. How do you see, I mean, I think back to the social media stuff with a lot of your success is because this stuff is popular on social media, which is amazing. Right. But that also comes with like, there's a lot of people trying to get into it and not everyone's going to succeed. Where do you see like this space going, you know, moving forward um, and just like as big as it is and continue to get bigger? I don't know because it's so like it's so trendy. You know what I mean? So there's like new stuff and it's become like so custom. Like I think everything's going custom. 
like everyone wants something original to themselves you know what i mean so like even engage rings like used to be like classic stuff but then now people are like can i put like initials in there can i write this can we do that so i feel like it's getting much more towards like the custom side and like the fashion industry you know what i mean like bridal is always going to be huge everyone's always going to get married you know what i mean that's never going to stop but I definitely see it more like going towards like custom stuff and like fashion jewelry, like that type of thing so far. But it is trendy. You know what I mean? So it's all like it's fashion, like anything. And then on like the dealer or like um, like the business side, what would be like the barrier to entry if someone was just like stepping into this like for the first time? Um, It's very I wouldn't. It's very like there's a lot to learn. So it's, you definitely got to know what you're talking about to sell to people because people ask a lot of questions. Like, you know what I mean? Like convincing somebody to spend 30000 on something so small, you got to be very convincing. You know what I mean? You got to be very persistent and you got to know what you're talking about and you got to be able to back up and be like, be able to be questioned. You know what I mean? Because people are going to ask questions. People are going to want to know what they're buying. They're going to want to know what you're going to do for them, how you're going to service them. So I definitely like say like educating yourself on it. It's like learning a whole nother language, like diamonds, there's different clarities, colors, like the rarity of them, everything. So I would say definitely by like educating yourself, because then you can kind of through like online nowadays, you'd be able to like kind of flood that a little better because you don't need inventory necessarily to sell it. If you're like convincing enough, you can convince people to buy it. And you know what I mean? Then you can make it if you get them to pay you and then you kind of go from there. So I'd say like the knowledge of it, like educating yourself basically on diamonds, gold, labor, and finding good connections. Because people in like India, so like say if I buy the diamonds from India, people will try to like charge you up. And you got to like know how to negotiate with them. So like if I called for like 30 carats and diamonds, they always try to like get you to pay more. And you're like, you got to be like, no, like I want to pay this. I want to pay this. And then you kind of, that makes me be able to sell it for a better price. You know what I mean? Make a better profit in a sense. So it's like, that's why it's so important to like, know like it's all knowledge and experience. You know what I mean? But like I was taught experience like through like my dad, thank God, which is like, so he gave me like that head start, you know, from like learning and dealing with all like the extra BS, you know? Yeah. No, you guys always like take care of your clients. That's something you've always, you know, really pushed to me and also today. So you probably get a lot of like return, like return clients do you get like any huge orders? What's been what's been the biggest order that you've ever fulfilled? Well, the biggest order we've done was like we did like an engagement ring for a couple that were they were customers of my dad's for like twenty five years. So basically, that's the most important thing. You want to keep people coming back because that feels the best. That's how you know you're like you're maintaining, you're keeping up, you're not slacking. So, I mean, that was like two hundred and sixty grand. We did like a ring for someone, which was like it was like a ten and a half carat center stone and like the ring. And that was my dad's customer of like 25, 30 years. Then they kind of came back and they were like, me and my dad kind of worked on a ring together for them and designed it. So that was definitely the biggest like single order, like purchase wise for a number that we've had. But we've made like five different like same exact pendants for people. So we've had like bulk orders too. But I'd say that's probably like the biggest one I've seen so far. And in a good way, that's like a goal for me to chase, to surpass, you know, not like to beat my dad, but like to progress. You know what I mean? which is pretty insane, which is pretty crazy, you know? Because it's like a loyal thing to have people come back after 25 years, you know what I mean? And then still have, like, the trust in you and everything to do that, you know? We were just, like, talking about um, this guy, Anthony, the timepiece gentleman on TikTok. Like, 
Anthony dude Ferrer. got dude got caught up in like five million dollars of debt selling watches. Oh really? Take like watches as consignment, but then not pay back the person. <laughs> oh the watch yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Have you seen or like experienced being in this space like anything like crazy? Like obviously not for you, but just like seeing it to happen happen to other people. I mean, I've heard insane stories, and a lot of people will like do that like they'll try not to pay their vendors like i said like some people will give you terms on stuff and they'll like support you and be like here take this and like like you can get it on a memo where you can put it in your case and they'll be like pay me when you sell it but you have like six months to sell it so that people will just like never call back again you know what i mean like i've heard like dealing with vendors they're like i want the money up front this and that and i'm like we don't do that i need terms and then they're like i've heard stories of people just like taking stuff and just never calling people back again which is like pretty insane to me because that would that would be pretty terrible if you like basically supported someone to help them out to sell something and be like here's take money out of your pocket to pay for it but then you never get it back because that would suck you know what i mean that's like the worst thing ever so that's probably like the most insane stuff i've heard i've heard people like not pay back a couple hundred grand you know like something nuts which is like going on five million (laughs) no that's insane to me we should jack i can't believe they let them get that far for this yeah yeah for what do you mean? For like amp, like timepiece gentlemen, because it's just like popping on yeah. social media right now. Uh-huh. I haven't heard about it yet. I'm Dude, surprised. So this guy's always been kind of like a sketchball. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. So like he he's always been kind of like a sketchball, and then he's got like a bunch of DUIs. He had a falling out <laughs> with his business partner in Dallas, and he moved out to LA, and he wanted to be like the the, the ice box for right, watches, right. and then he rented out this you know ridiculous penthouse where somebody could he was land spending a, ninety mil or ninety k a month. In LA on a penthouse. That is then, from he, where? Where like where do you get that money? So from? that's what everybody was saying. They were saying that now like pe- like everybody should have realized it because you know in the watch and the jewelry industry, I guess the, right. you know the margins are pretty thin. And oh right, right. So exactly. you know you're kind of really scraping by, and nobody who's you know just slinging watches out of a briefcase has enough money to pay a right. million dollars in rent a year alone. You know, driving a Lambo, having Ducatis. Right. And then just yeah, kinda, that's crazy. That's nuts. He uh. Basically, he was, you know, people would consign the watches. He wouldn't pay them out. He would be sending those watches to other people as favors, you know, to get them off his back. But he was really just stealing a watch from somebody. So Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even hear about that. I got to look that up now. Yeah, no, you have to. Definitely. There's been a bunch of YouTube videos on it. And now he's been doing, like, how I'm repaying $5 million in debt every single day. He just turns it into more content. He's paid back $12,000 so far. So he's he's making his... Yeah, right. Slowly. (laughs) That's insane. That's crazy. $5 million. I wouldn't be able to, like... I don't know, man. That's tough. That's different. Has anybody ever come in with, you know, a large amount of cash paying for jewelry? Uh, You know, not really knowing where it came from. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. There's always like, you always have that like fair share of people. You don't ask questions though. You know, you just, you just do right by people, hook them up, you know, take care of them and just kind of appreciate that they're coming to me anyway. But yeah, absolutely. That happens a lot, especially in jewelry. You know what I mean? You have all types of clients, all different types of people. And then like when came in, that was funny. Like how he just came in and I'm sitting there, I'm counting like $20 bills and I forget how much money it was. It was like 40 grand or something like that. I'm sitting there one by one with 20s. My dad just like takes it out of my hand and grabs a scale, starts weighing the money. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, money has like a weight to it. And kind of explained that to me. And I remember laughing wicked hard because I had like three people back there counting money with me, trying to count like through like $40,000. I forget how much it was. It was like I think 30. it was 40 because he got the Batman and the Wimbledon. Yeah, he got the Wimbledon, the 
the batman he recently just got that date a date just that one's beautiful too yeah i love that one that one's one of my favorites but i remember doing that and that was funny and my dad kind of showed me that where you just kind of like weigh money and i didn't even know that was a thing every every uh bill is a gram yeah right and i didn't know that he just started throwing them on there and then he was like these are like good these are good these are good and it ended up being like perfect but that was funny that was like a different experience definitely definitely a big learning experience because you don't think like money oh you're just gonna weigh it you know what i mean so that was like a big i was thrown off by that that was funny i know you said like personally you're not the most like flashy guy like yourself but what are some of your like favorite pieces either on the jewelry side or the watch side i love the diamond cartier watches i would i am flashy but i'm not like in a sense i i well i can't say i'm not because i am but like (laughs) i don't like to do it over the top you know what i mean and look like a clown or like overdo it you know what i mean you gotta know your style your fashion like i couldn't pull off like a big cuban around my neck like a cuban on my wrist that's different rings but watches my favorite watch i love the wimbledon with the the two-tone one that's my favorite for like a plain watch but then like with diamonds i like either the cartier the skeleton or the or like these ones these are my favorite definitely what about for like someone getting into the watch game uh like what are like five watches to look for that you know let's say what's a good price under ten thousand dollars it depends because you you have like all like different years models so i mean definitely getting into like rolex getting a date just everyone needs a date just when they get into it you know what i mean but like with the rolexes they've gone up so much money you know what i mean so you're definitely like the only things you're kind of getting under ten thousand for rolexes are like the date just in a way you know what i mean but other than that definitely submariners are beautiful i like the two-tone blue ones i love the subs even the hulks those are nice um Definitely a date just the Wimbledon. Um, I personally love Omegas. Omegas are very nice too. Um, and I would. It all depends exactly, you know. Like it all depends on what. But like Cartier watches are very nice. You could definitely get those for like under ten thousand dollars. I love the Cartier ones. Those are like my favorite because they're different. You know what I mean? They're like different shapes. Like most watches, like Mavat, like not. Movado, like people, companies will try to make like replicas of Rolexes that look alike, but nobody has really has a watch that looks like a Cartier watch. You know what I mean? So it's kind of different. It's harder to like, I want to say it's like harder to fake in a sense. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of different. So those are kind of like some models that I'd say. Definitely. Kind of on the other end, if you had, you know, fuck you money, what are you wearing for your for your watch? If you're getting a six figure watch, what are you rocking? Oh, I would probably get like a Rainbow Daytona or... I don't know. I love Patek Philippe's, so I'd definitely like look for one like those with diamonds or something. I don't know. It's so it depends, man. I would try to collect them. You know what I mean? Just kind of keep going and going and going with them. Do you like APs? I love APs. APs are nice. Those are my favorite. One of my friends has one. He has a really nice. He actually has a rose gold one and a white gold one, which is really nice. I think that's my next one. Yeah, and it's all like flooded. He got like it all like diamonds in it and everything. It's beautiful too. What about you? Got a hundred K. And you want to do like a whole setup. Like someone comes into your store with a hundred grand and they want to just get, they have no jewelry, no watch. They want like one watch and like some, some other nice pieces. What are you going to recommend? I would rec. I mean, I would feel out their style first. You know what I mean? Like basically seeing like if you're going to like coordinate like a whole outfit or if you like say somebody only wears watches, then I would kind of like give them some ideas, see what they like. If they like 
more like neutral things you can kind of wear with most outfits type thing like because if you're wearing stuff with color you gotta like coordinate that so if you kind of like mix and match stuff definitely if like bracelets everyone wears a bracelet every guy wears a chain you know what i mean so i definitely like i would say definitely a chain a watch and a bracelet kind of like definitely getting somebody into it and then kind of feeling out their vibe because if they're more like like i said like i would mostly put stuff on my wrist so then i would probably get like three different types or different kinds you know what i mean kind of like mix and match you have different stuff to switch up with something that's more casual something that could be like flashy if you're going to an event something you can wear every day so that's kind of like kind of something for every occasion type thing you know what i mean yeah that'd be more like the idea absolutely and then what do you got on the table right now can you kind of tell everybody you want to explain so these are a couple pieces that i have basically from my clients i got a few of them they're like can you talk prices and like what people would be looking at if they yeah, wanted absolutely. a similar piece? So like the the rose gold one, that's like about thirty carats and diamonds. This one right here. If you hold it up close to like your face, you'll be able to see it pretty easily. Yeah, like here, I'll show this to you one second. So like these, you know, I'll kind of like put it on for you too. And this is one of my good friends. He's actually like a big brother to me. And the design here, hold on one sec. Do these necklaces, these heavy Cubans, do they get tangled when you're wearing them around so your neck? So this certain style does. That one doesn't much as much because it's like a... Here, I can put this on just to like give you like a size scale of it. Because this one's more like, it's like a zigzag Cuban. So it's kind of like a straight cut. So they're easier to get caught, my bad. So they're easier to get caught up here. Because they're more of like a straight design. Okay. So if they get like straight, they kind of like can be. You just give it like a little wiggle and then it's like, and then it kind of unkinks. The more rounder ones, those ones don't kink as much because they're round. So they kind of just like roll off each other. But something like this will once in a while, but you notice it's just like how it just was. I just like roll it and then it comes like right out right after. But this was like a good friend of mine. His name is like Carlos. He's like a very good, he's basically like an older brother to me. And he, uh. He bought this for around 30 grand and it's like over 30 carats and diamonds, but it's like 230, 250 grams of gold, 280 actually. Cause we like, we, we extended it. He got it 20 inches and then got it extended. So it was around that price. And then the yellow gold one, I did that for my cousin, Mike, who let me take it with me today too. Um, he's going to show that one too. Yeah. He's actually a top. And, um, Can you put that one on too? Yeah. Just stack them. Just stack them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So he's a cop in Kingston, which is funny because everyone asked me, like, who's this chain for? Who's this chain for? And I'm like, oh. And they're like, oh, what does he do? Is he like, and I'm like, oh, he's actually a Kingston police officer. And everyone was like, what? Everyone's like, Kingston p police, like, wearing it, which is funny. It's just kind of different. But he, um. Yeah, imagine getting pulled over with a dude with just an ice down. I mean, I guess he doesn't wear it necessarily <laughs> to work, but yeah. it's still funny, like, the idea of it. But, like, but this one would probably go for, like, around, like, 25 because it's a little thinner. But it's got, like, bigger pointers. So they kind of hit differently. So it's like it's different designs. The pink one is way more labor. So it costed more too because it's like three rows of diamonds. And they're much more like they're much smaller. Um, and then the yellow gold one, the bigger the diamond, so it's like less labor. You know what I mean? But between like these two, you're probably looking at like 50, 60,000. Like between those two in between. Um and then what's uh, that, that iced out Cartier Santos? What's something so, like that cost? Because I know I always hear it's you know, pretty controversial icing out watches. Um, I mean, you, what are your thoughts on that? 
For value-wise, so this is actually, he's a really, really smart client of mine. He buys a lot of jewelry, but he buys, like, he's very smart at buying them. So he bought this knowing you, you don't really have, like, as well as a resale value unless it's, like, basically somebody buying it to, like, resell it in a sense. Like, I told him, like, you're always good with me because I'll make sure I give you, like, a good value for it. But it's not something that holds value at all. You know what I mean? Like, these type of watches, there. once you put diamonds in a watch... You can't really like change anything about it. You have to sell it as diamonds. So it kind of loses value. Diamonds are more like a... Diamonds aren't really like an investment. You know what I mean? It's something for flashiness. Costs a lot, but like the resell on them isn't nearly as much when you do that on like watches. So if it's for fashion, I'd say do it. If it's for an investment, I would say stay away from like diamond watches. Because you're not going to... Unless they make it that way. Like some APs, they make them that way. Factory. Right. right. So call, if it's yeah. factory, right. If they make it that way, then I'd say like, yeah, that's a good investment with do, diamonds. Do you think this is like one of the bigger things that, that you've learned like over time, spending more time in this industry? Just like, you know, most people entry level... They're going to think, oh, I want as many diamonds. Like, that's going to be... The oh, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Valuable. Most people think, like, that. well, a lot of jewelers convince people, too. Like, I've heard people, like, coming to me and they're telling me, like, oh, this guy told me it's better to buy diamonds because it's, like... But it's not true. It's just the jeweler can make more money off of it, technically. And people see flash, so they think, like, diamonds. Everyone hears diamonds, they think money. You know what I mean? But nobody... Like, if you buy something and ever try to sell it back with anything, you're most likely not going to get nearly as much to it. Unless it's something that's like no, like liability. Like with these, you can lose stones. You know what I mean? It's something the jeweler will have to pay for. So they're always going to like look out for themselves more in that sense. And they'll kind of like buy it for like a lower price or kind of save money that way. What did you think of LaMelo Balls? Uh, it was a Santos as well, right? Did you see that like crazy looking one? Yeah, I think, uh, what's his name did it for him? I saw that with like the spikes coming out of it or something. That was interesting. I thought it was unique. I like different stuff, so I think it's cool. But I thought it was a little unique. But it's nice. It came out. It was very flashy. It was crazy. I think like Zofrost did that for him or something. I don't remember exactly who did it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was Zofrost. Yeah, it yeah. was though. I think so. Which is I, it came I out actually, different. He followed me on Instagram like a couple of weeks ago. Oh really? I work with some like basketball players. And oh, like, that's one cool. Of the guys, he flew up to. Uh, uh, New York to deliver him some pieces. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a pretty. He does some good stuff. He does some good work. Definitely. If someone came to you with like an idea like that, would you just be like, you know, are you just like in the lab for like four weeks, just like trying to like? It crank depends. Out ideas it's like you gotta like. I do like definitely feel out the person's vibe, like their like their style, all that stuff, and kind of ask them questions on things that are like, I don't know. I ask like questions basically like in the moment to kind of like feel out what they like, what they're what color gold they like, if they like two-tone, if they like, like, one-tone, if they like yellow gold. And then from there, ideally, people, like, it's just you got to come up with something different and something that's, like, timeless and obviously, like, beautiful to somebody. But it would basically be something, like, if I was going to do a watch, I would want to make it, like, very, very different, something like that. Like, something like that would be hard to wear. Like, I couldn't imagine wearing that because you'd just be getting it caught on stuff and kind of, like, bumping into things. And then that would kind of be a pain. But, like... I definitely think it was something I would take like a lot of time with, absolutely, to kind of come up with ideas for and make it like really different, classic too, like something timeless that you'd always love, that you're not just gonna be like sick of after wearing it a few times and feel like it's like too much, you know? That's like the whole idea. And then what are these last uh, three pieces? So these ones, this one was the one that I was I told you guys yep. about this one, right? About like the design idea behind this, and then the picture, and then putting like bigger diamonds around the picture. 
And then he put like a date on the back because that was like the date that he passed. So we kind of put his birth date and his uh, death date on there and then put his name. And then I put like a different finish on the back just because it like helps hide scratches and that stuff. Um, this right here, this is like a tennis bracelet, which is kind of classic. This is something like very timeless, basically, what I was showing you guys. Like this is something like very classic. You can like check that out. See, it's different. Well, what would something like this run? That one has over 10 carats in diamonds, and they're over, like, 10-pointer stones, almost like 20-pointer stones, I think. So that you'd probably spend somewhere like 10, 15 grand on something like that because it's, like, the bigger pointers. Like, bigger diamonds are more rare, so they're sold basically technically on their rarity. That's how, like, they're priced out based on clarity and all that. It's by millimeters, right? That's kind of the... Yeah, well, I mean, it's by carats, but carats and millimeters okay. are coordinated. So on average, like, a... 0.10 carat stone will be like a certain millimeter. For so example. how many millimeters is that? That one is about like eight millimeters. Okay. It's actually six millimeters, that one right there. It's and a are decent those size. tennis bracelets and tennis chains like very popular for you guys? They are. But the thing is with those is like you get like with this, you'd pay less for something like this, right? Because in when you look at it, this looks like it would cost more because it's bigger, but it's all like smaller stones. So with those being like smaller but you're gonna spend way more money on it people are less like convinced to do it i guess but if it's like somebody's more of like style to have something traditional like that they would definitely it's definitely more popular like something that we sell as tennis chains absolutely but in some cases basically like, some people like to get stuff like these with the smaller stones because you get more size with like basically paying less but like a lot of girls a lot of girls love tennis chains guys love tennis chains bracelets i would definitely wear one i just like basically that's like my perspective on it too it's like i just don't have money to blow something on that with that small you know what i mean not small but you know what i mean basically from like looking at it from like how much surface area it takes up you know this would probably be a good question for your dad but i'm curious your thoughts um it seems like recently over the past you know maybe like 15 maybe even 10 or five years jewelry and like watches have become a lot more unisex Oh, like yeah, guys yeah. wearing like things that would typically be for girls. And this is like a fashion thing in general, right. too. Like, have you noticed anything just interesting, like trends-wise? Oh, yeah. Everybody wears like everything now. Like, I'm wearing a ladies' ring right now. Like, mm -hmm. this one, that's funny that you just said that. Because I say it to people all the time. Like, this was originally like a ladies' ring. But then when I designed it and made it, I just looked at it. And I was like, wow, like, that's a different ring. And I kind of just put it on. And I was like, I'm just going to wear it. And then I ended up just loving it. And then you got like ladies. Like, I just made some like... She's like 50, 60 years old. She just got one of these made. Like literally just as thick as this, except it was like 14 inches as a choker, which was like different. You know what I mean? So like men and women all wear all different types. Like everybody, however their style is, they, everybody will wear like everything now. It's so different. Like diamond watches, nameplates. Like you got ladies wearing like big nameplates nowadays, like small things, simple stuff. Like even stuff like these, like rings like these, guys will wear these. Everybody wears them. It's so different now. Has that been like for your father to like adapt to that? Has it been interesting for him or he just kind of rolls with it? Kind of. I guess like kind of pushing it, like saying to somebody like, oh, like at first he would be like, like kind of thinking like, oh, it's not something a guy would wear. You know what I mean? But then when he kind of realized like people just want it anyway. So he kind of like opened his mind up a little more, like adjusting to it. Definitely. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Because at first it was so like there's like ladies jewelry and men's jewelry or however, you know what I mean? But over time, it's definitely like changed a lot. And he's definitely adapted to it now, like knowing it because he sees it all the time. Like he was laughing. He found it funny that like a 60 year old lady bought like a Cuban for her, like for herself. 
And then he was just like, oh, you're just going to wear this? She was like, yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that design. So that was like definitely different for him to see. But it's kind of better. You know what I mean? Makes it different. And like everyone's rocking something different, wearing different stuff. And it changes it up, you know? And it's all yeah. fashion too, which is, you know, so it's like however people are, how they like to show their fashion, express it. Yeah, so I guess just like one more question, I guess. Just where do you see you and your dad taking your business, you know, in the next few years? Five-year goal. I mean, you're opening up your own store. It's, you know, by Matt Nasser. Absolutely. So I, I definitely want to do it on like a very big scale. Like I said, I want to go like nationwide with it. Like basically eventually, like in the next few years, kind of open stores in different cities. Like kind of have it and be more like by me as like a custom thing but then kind of have stores where you could just go in and buy stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted something like this, if you wanted to design something, you'd basically like put an order in with me, like Matt. But if you'd like, I would definitely love to have like stores in Miami, like LA, like stuff like that. And definitely travel places, take orders, do it on like a very big scale. You know, like that's the whole idea of it, is just kind of bring it to that like very like elite level where like only so many people do. Like Eliante, he's a very good jeweler. That's like somebody I respect, like Jacob Jarabo. He owns Jacob & Co. I'm sure you guys are familiar with those watches. Yeah. Those are insane watches. They get the roulette watch. Yeah, that. that's my favorite one. Um, the craftsmanship that he puts into those watches, man, are nuts. So those are like, that's kind of like what I'm going for. It's like those type of, those are two people that like I try to like, that I look up to, you know what I mean, in the jewelry business, which is kind of like that idea, like private, you know, designing stuff for people, working with people in different areas, different places, and obviously like influential people, like bigger people. You know, just doing things big, making like a big brand and blowing it up, you know, getting your nickel up, get that. nickel Right. Up. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Matt, thank you for hopping on today. Thank you guys uh, for having everybody's me. Gonna I love appreciate this. it. Absolutely. Thank you. Good to I catch up and hear more about your business. Absolutely. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It was great. Thank you.